day service in fact any of the service when you come make um, any document that you need to make notes available you get it so that we are very intentional about what we are learning that it's not just um, a ritualistic attendance you know, where we just go to church and even when we make notes it is not really with the intention to um, um, the intention to really refer back to it but I want us to be very 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 intentional I want us to be very intentional in our approach to the Word of God I want us to be very intentional in our approach to the Word of God Father we thank you for tonight I pray in the name of Jesus that you grant us understanding as we get into your word. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 So love as a panacea. As long as it can tarry, we are going to spend a very long time um digging into this all right love as a panacea or the love panacea we we are going to um have to appreciate what love is in the context of the scripture um, getting to the understanding of what um, a panacea is what kind of panacea it is and to what so let's start with the easiest one panacea because it is not a biblical concept let's start with what panacea is now panacea simply means a universal cure so the love universal cure or love as a universal cure love as a universal cure love as a universal cure thank you love as a universal cure or love as a panacea now the bible says that in the beginning genesis 1 the verse 1 in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth god created the heavens and the earth now per the arrangement of scripture per the arrangement of scripture um we get to appreciate that the opening of our understanding should be to the fact that there was a beginning there was a god or the god and creation took place and two major things to understand is that there were two major places apart from the fact that they may have sub-territories and all those things in the beginning or there was a beginning there was this God in the beginning 
who give existence or essence to anything else that we can see. So, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, the Bible said. The second thing we have to understand is that there was an issue, there was a problem. So, first is the fact that the existence of God gave definition to the beginning. Because the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So he's the one that gives definition to the beginning. Because whenever we speak of a beginning, then it means we are speaking of a process. We are speaking of a procedure. And what begins a procedure or a process is what tells us what we are dealing with or what we are into. So that tells us that we are in a certain play out or in a certain world that is um, mastered by an entity, a deity and an individual, which is God. Okay, so the beginning was with a God. The Bible says in the book of John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So the beginning is tied up to the personality of God. The beginning is tied up to the existence of God. Because he said, in the beginning was the word. So the beginning is derived by the understanding that the existence of God gave rise to a beginning. Okay? The existence, the existence of God gave rise to a beginning. So everything from this point becomes attributed to God for God and by God. Because he's the one that gives rise to the beginning, everything from this point is attributed to God, must be the worry of God, must be um, 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 in, the, in the playground of God, must be for God and must be by God. So that the one that is not by him, he still has control over it because he's the one that began the process. You get it so the first thing we realize is that in the beginning there was creation the beginning span off with creation the beginning span off with creation genesis 1 1 in the beginning was the in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth in the beginning god created the heaven and the earth Okay, the second thing that is mentioned was a problem, was something that needs to be looked at. The Bible said, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The earth was without form. And void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God 
moved upon the face of the waters. Now look at something right here. So God begins a world. Then he sees the pitfalls, the problems, the shortcomings, everything that needs facing. And he's very specific about it. He created the heaven and the earth. However, the issue that was first located was that the earth, not his creation, the earth. So what means that in our approach to what is wrong, what is not going right, what has become a problem, what is not the best to see, we must be able to identify where the issue is, what kind of issue it is. So the Bible says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, it's interesting what is happening right here. It's interesting what is happening right here. Now, to make this statement, to, to, to bring up what I see to be interesting in this scripture, I want to ask a question. When we say the earth, what comes to your mind? Is it the land that comes to your mind or what really comes to mind when you hear God created the heaven and the earth? Generically, it should be in context and in reference to the planet Earth. But oftentimes when we speak of the Earth, we, 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 we first look at the land. All right? But look at this. The Bible says that. And the Earth was without form. So the Earth had no form. And void. Maybe in a different approach when um, we want to get into prayer, then we will look at the form and then the void as used in this place. So the Bible says, the earth was without form and it was void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now the deep over here speaks of the sea or speaks of a water body, not a pit, not a valley, but then of a water body. Let me put it that way. So the Bible says, And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Then it makes more sense here. That the earth that God created was all water. So the earth that God created was without form and it was void. However, all that we could see and attribute and call the earth was water or the seas. Okay? So we see the seas and yet we are told that it's without form and it's void. Now, that should tell you that there are certain points in time that you are empty not because you are actually virtually, virtually and literally empty. But whatever content you have is not what is expected to be inside of you. For instance, if I should buy a bottle of Coke and I find water in it, 
Because I'm looking for Coke and I went to buy Coke, I will say there is no Coke in the bottle. That simply means it is void. It is without any content. It is empty. Okay? But there are, of course, better approaches to the word, better approaches to this from various theological angles. But we are just doing an intro to the series we are beginning today. We are just doing an intro to the series we are beginning today. Love as a panacea. Okay. Love as a panacea. Now, let's continue. So, first there was a creation. Now, I said love as a panacea. When we speak of a panacea, we are speaking of a cure. We are speaking of a remedy. We are, we are speaking. So, COVID-19 vaccine is, a, is supposed to be a panacea to COVID-19. All right? Paracetamol is a panacea to pain. Do you get it? So, if love is considered a cure, what is it curing? But I want us to look at the whole process of what gains essence, what becomes, what is, and the problems and the issues that may arise with what is, and the next thing that is approached. So we understood that God created the heaven and the earth. The next thing that is mentioned was a problem that was found. The next thing that was, you see, it's not about being optimistic. It's about being visual enough to see what is wrong with what you are building, to see what is wrong with what you are putting up as much as you see what is good about what you are putting up. Because in this chapter, we realize that God would do something and he sees that it is good. Even though it is not all the things that he created, that ended with, and the Lord saw that it was good. All right? But what I'm saying is that that the second thing that was found being a problem doesn't mean that um, you go looking for faults. But it also doesn't mean that you should blind your eyes to what is wrong and what must be fixed because until you appropriately identify what is wrong as wrong you will never be able to remedy the situation all right so the bible says that the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of god moved upon the face of the waters verse 3 the bible says that and god said let there be light and there was light so the next thing was to Provide a platform to now be able to correct the situation. Because, listen, the Bible says that the earth was without form and it was void. But this formless and void place was covered with darkness. Now, to be able to fix this formlessness and voidness in this place, you must deal with the platform to be able to have a better foresight, a better sight to appreciate it. Okay. You can choose it to ignore all this part. We will probably look at it on Friday. But I want us to take a journey 
into understanding the reason for a remedy and what a remedy is and the fact that we don't just get up with a solution just because you think you need a solution you get it but everything goes through a process everything goes through um, a procedure to achieve the right results so the tackling was not started or aimed at what was wrong but at what will make us appreciate the depth of damage and make us also appreciate the depth of the repair so that when we are done repairing we will now be able to appreciate what has been done so the first thing god dealt with was light not because light was going to fix the issue so the fact that you are the light of the world doesn't mean that you are going to automatically fix issues the light has to do what it has to do deal with the darkness then when darkness is dealt with then work can begin that is why light is not salt but you are light and you are salt you get it now so the bible says that and god said let there be light and there was light then god now began to fix all these things but as time went on as he separated the waters from the ground and all those things i want us to move and appreciate where um love comes in because love is questionable until there's a recipient you can't just be the only man on the earth and say i'm in love the next question is what are you loving because whatever you have in your possession that you label as love must have a recipient it must either be that you love a tv show you love a human being or you love something there must be a recipient when there is no recipient there's a problem and in dealing with recipientship too you must know what you are looking for so god one god as love needed a recipient he had beings around him but he still needed a recipient and so the bible says that and the lord made man genesis 1:27 the bible says that from the verse 20 says he says that and god said let us let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth so god created man in his own image in the image of god created he him male and female created he them and god blessed them and said to them be fruitful and multiply replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air over every living thing that moveth upon the earth so then man came to the scene because actually there was no one upon the earth 
because heaven is seen as one body. From Genesis 1-1, using that approach, we realize that the mirror of the other was in the other, so that the earth is supposed to mirror the heavens. So, heaven is one whole, and all of heaven had a situation, which was God, even though God was not in the heaven, but had heaven as his throne. And per relationship wise, whenever you sit, you place your leg or your feet at a certain place. The Bible says that in the earth, it says footstool. So per that relation, he needed a body in a different place that he could bestow his love upon. Now, dominion will also come in, but let's approach it gradually. It's a whole series, so don't worry. We'll have time to get into every part of it. Now, there must be a recipient of his nature. For which reason, whatever must be created must be created in his image and after his likeness. Even though when he created, he created only in his image. We didn't see the likeness. The likeness comes in maturity and growing to power. P-A-R, not power. So, in this journey, God now made man. How do we appreciate that? Each of the creation to show love must show it to a certain category. God could only show love to man that he had created in his image. In any case, perhaps to bring more confusion, man is not the only creation that is in the image of God. When we speak of an image, we'll deal with that in another thing. Because then I have to now explain. But just a quick one. When we speak of an image, we are speaking of an image in sense of resemblance, in sense of character, and in sense also of image or person or identity. So there is a part of God that is expressed by man. But there is also a part of God that is only expressed by angels. And while they express it, now the Bible says that Christ is the express image of God. So every image is an expression. So that God created man in his own image simply means that he created man in his own expression. Now, if we have now appreciated it, that now God created man in his own image, and that means God created man in his own expression, then we must appreciate the fact that everything that God made had a certain blueprint that was expressing something about God. Because the 
artistry of an artist tells you the mind of the artist. If I sew a dress, you appreciate what is in my mind, my creative ability, how I see things, how I appreciate things. That is why we all don't dress the same way. That is why we all do things the same way. Because there's a certain mental image that must be expressed. So, there is the expression in terms of dominion. There is the expression in terms of power. There is expression in terms of look. There is expression in terms of ambience. So, you realize that um, the angelic realm is able to exhibit a certain part of God. And in this expression that the angelic realm is able to express, for instance, the ability of an angel to transubstantiate, even though it is not all angels that can transubstantiate. When I say transubstantiate, is the ability, is the ability, okay, let me give an example rather. Because the explanation will extend the conversation. But we, we just have 13 minutes. I'll end it. It's just an introduction. We will get into it. So, um, what happens then is that I was giving an example. Okay, so an example that a witch in Ghana is able to appear in America seen is what we call transubstantiate. So I'm able to, um, the angel Gabriel is able to be seen beyond the angelic realm, which means that he has now entered the realm of man. It's two things. Either my eyes are opened into the angelic realm or he enters the realm of man so that I'm able to see the angel. Now, when I now see the angel, then we are seeing a form of transubstantiating. I'm saying a form because sometimes what is seen is not necessarily something that can be touched. What the fullest realm, the fullest extent of transubstantiating is that Jesus is able to appear in a room seen and felt and he says, touch and feel my body. Do you get it? So, that a body can be attested to. That is the full extent. Okay? What was I even saying before I came here? Alright, so, now, in, in, in that understanding, we realize that they are able to exhibit a certain nature of God. That God is not restricted by matter. That if God wants to enter this room, he does not necessarily need to go through the door. But man in his nature must go through a door. Until he has brought himself to that point where he has been allowed into that realm of also defying matter. Now, if we appreciate that then we will also then need to appreciate the fact that the likeness of God is a process. 
thank God he uses the word after, which means that it is something to go after. And it is something that comes after the imagery. So he says, he made man in his image. But then we do not see after his likeness, even in the forming. So God now forms man. In Genesis 2, 6 and 7, the Bible says that, And there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now God then planted a garden, placed man into it. Now, for us to appreciate that love must always have a recipient. Man, now you realize that, the Bible says that in every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew, the Lord God had not, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground. So until man came, none of the things that the Bible says that God called into being and it was and it was, was actually in a manifestive realm. That is to say, until man became physically manifesting, all that was called was, but was in the spirit. For the ground had to be tilled, and the ground had to meet water. For all that the Lord had called into being to gain um, existence. Alright? So, that should tell you that Man came at a point where his existence gave rise and necessity to other forms of life. Now, that should tell you they are lesser forms of life if they must depend or that man must be on the earth for them to gain existence. I don't know if you follow so far. So, even though man was in a garden with animals and with the vegetation and all that, the Bible says that God realized that man was alone. But actually, he had all the animals around. He had all the vegetation around. That should tell us that there is a certain class that must match up. So, the Bible says that and God caused a deep sleep to fall on man. And he now made the woman out of the rib. The Bible says that when he caused a deep sleep to fall on man, he, the Bible says, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on man, Genesis 2.21, to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead of. And the rib which the Lord took, uh, the Lord had taken from man, made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, "This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh." Which is which means that man was, Adam was looking for a certain class, a certain category. He said, "Now this belongs to my flesh category. This now belongs to my bone category." So now relationship can now begin. 
Because the Bible says, the Bible says in the verse 23, and Adam, Adam said that this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave. So the cleavage here tells us of a relationship, tells us of an association because there has now been found a category candidate. Okay, we are trying to appreciate the inception of love and how love became a panacea. Alright? So, the verse 3 starts off with the story of the tempting of man. So the Bible says, Three Genesis 3, 1, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, had God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Now, we know where this conversation ends. Now, when this thing happened, man now sinned and man died. And by this place, we also have to appreciate that death means a decline from a state of life. It means a decline from a state of life. For instance, if I am an athlete and I fall out from the ability to do what athletes do, I am dead in the contest and in the realm of athletics. Man died in the contest and the class God had placed him because he lost a certain character that now ejected him from the class God had placed him. Because when the Bible says that when God had made man, he granted him dominion. Now, per this dominion, he was not supposed to be under suggestion of what he had dominion over so that he has to struggle to eat. He was supposed to live a ruling life with pleasure but the proof that man died which means that man declined from the state of life god began man on is the fact that at the end of the day the man was at the mercy of the climate the man was at the mercy of the earth so that he has to struggle see sweat before he eats but initially, God was the one that planted the garden and brought man into it. So everything was engineered in such a way that per that state of man, that is why as you grow spiritually, you realize that things begin to fall in place easier than it were. Because as man climbs up the ladder to get to the class of God, to get to the place that God has placed him to have optimum dominion, Everything begins to work together. Now, when a man sees a lion, he has to run. So, that was the decline of man. That was the first or the form of death that man experienced. Number two, he had now to, he had to also deal with the death of the body. 
which means that he can only live for a number of years, but not forever. You get it. So, man now sinned. You know what that means? Another problem has surfaced on the earth. The first one was that the earth was without form and void. Now, God brought things on the earth to fill the earth. So, he asked the fish to multiply. Then, when he was done with all these things, he said, man should also multiply and fill the earth. Then, there arises another problem with man, which will now affect his multiplication strategy. Do you get it? So now there was another problem, and this problem was that man disobeyed. Man had moved from the, 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 the path God had created for him, and that was man going astray. Now, if you follow from Genesis 1, and how we jump to Gene from Genesis 1, Genesis 1-1 to Genesis 1-2, you should appreciate that the very moment a problem arises, the next approach is to deal with it. So, then a remedy was needed. And it is this that we'll be looking at in the few days ahead of us. The Lord bless you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. I pray for you that our time is fast spent so i don't want us to spend any extra time i pray for you in the name of jesus that any problem in your life any situation in your life may the light of god arise and let solution let remedies let redemption arise for you in the name of the lord jesus if there is any problem in your finances in any aspect of your life i pray in the name of jesus may god release a solution that will settle you and will set you on course in the name of the lord jesus shalom and god bless you so what you have to do is that if you of course if you're here then you have the port you have the um you have the port being up but i will also see if there is a possibility of sending this to another podcast platform which can be easily assessed because um we would want to be able to always refer all right um so you can share get others invited get others on board and um let's see what the lord will do let's see what the lord will do shalom and god bless you see you on um thursday See you on Thursday, see you on Friday, and see you whenever we...